0: Hi everyone, welcome to Legal Talks by Desi Kanun. I am Suyash and I am excited to have started this show. On today's show, we will discuss the case of Neeraj Garg versus Savita Rani and others. Herein, the Honorable Supreme Court discussed about judicial restraint and use of intemperate language in the judicial orders by the courts. The brief facts of the case are that the appellant is a practicing advocate against whom Certain remarks were made by a High Court in a case that was argued by the Appellant. The Honourable High Court had observed that the Appellant had deliberately created a wrong example by producing only a part of a document and placing reliance on the same for procuring an interim order by suppressing material facts. The Honourable High Court had also observed that the Appellant made arguments in a manner as if he was intentionally attempting to make a mountain of a mole and as if it was not an argument for the case but rather for the visitor's gallery. Apart from it, some other related remarks were also made. Being aggrieved by such observations of the Honourable High Court, the appellant approached the Honourable Supreme Court for expunction of the adverse remarks against him. Now, let us understand the observations by the Honourable Supreme Court. Firstly, the court observed that even in cases of justified criticism, the language employed must be of utmost restraint. The use of carping language to disapprove of the conduct of the council would not be an act of sobriety, moderation or restraint. Secondly, the court noted that the duty of restraint, this humility of function should be constant theme of our judges. This quality in decision-making is as much necessary for judges to command respect as to protect the independence of the judiciary. Judicial restraint in this regard might be better called judicial respect, that is, respect by the judiciary. Thirdly, the court cited various judicial pronouncements and quoted that Use of intemperate language or making disparaging remarks against anyone unless that be the requirement for deciding the case is inconsistent with judicial behaviour. Written words in judicial orders are for permanent record which make it even more necessary to practice self-restraint in exercise of judicial power while making written orders. Fourthly, the court explained that Though it is important that judicial freedom must exist for free and fair discharge of duties by the judges, but the same also requires that unsolicited remarks that have no bearing on the adjudication of the case must not be made. Fifthly, the court observed that the remarks made by the High Court seem to be personal in nature and could have been avoided. Further, the court was of the view that No opportunity of hearing was given to the appellant to explain his stand. Giving an opportunity of hearing was important, since not doing so is a negation of the principle of audi alterum partum, as the remarks made have casted aspersions on the professional integrity of the appellant. Sixthly, the court was of the view that the remarks so made Would have a demeaning effect on the reputation of the appellant in front of his professional colleagues and may also adversely impact his professional career. The court also noted that if such remarks remain unexpunged, then it will be a mark on the career of the appellant that he shall have to bear all his life which would be prejudicial and unjust. Therefore, upon cumulative consideration, The Honorable Supreme Court held that the offending remarks should be recalled to avoid any future harm to the appellant's reputation and expunged the offending remarks by the High Court against the appellant. That was all about the case, so what are my concluding remarks? We have often read that majesty of law is something that must be respected. In the same way, the courts are the temples of law and justice and the advocates and the honourable judges are its officers. When something does not have any bearing upon adjudication of any matter, then the Supreme Court rightly observed that comments relating to the same must not be made by any court. If at all there is something wrong with the conduct of an advocate, then the judges are always free to report such conduct to the disciplinary body of the advocates, that is the respective bar counsel but making observations in a court order about conduct of an advocate would have a stigmatic effect upon his career and should be avoided. Hence, I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to like and subscribe us. And if you have any comments, please make them in the comments section. See you next time. Till then, stay tuned.